Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, why are so many great films being made outside of Hollywood? We'll explain next. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team and the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. Well, when you watch the Academy Awards lately, it seems like most of the films that are winning all the major awards were not made in Hollywood, and there's a good reason for that. Joining me now to talk about that are three people who make films, and they are not making films in California. They're making uh, films in the heartland. Uh, Joe Goodman, he is with Good Country Produ uh, Pictures, and he is also the producer of Wildcat. Uh, Wojtek Frykowski, he is the Wildcat's executive producer, and my good friend uh, Amber McNutt, who's an actress and uh, producer and, and filmmaker. Thanks for all three coming on the show. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, let's start with with you, Joe. Um, why are so many great films being made outside of Hollywood? I just think in the heartland of America, people have a different pulse, a different feeling of what wants to be told by actors and, and directors. And in our case in particular, with Flannery O'Connor and with Wildcat, it's something that's a passion for a lot of people in this country that are in the arts business. And, and to get that made... And it's not a traditional four quadrant kind of film for the studio. So it took some outside the, the studio thinking to get that made. Wojtek, what would you like to add? I mean, Joey's right. So many, you know, outside of Hollywood, so many opportunities for uh, great crews. So, so, you know, much better. Uh, the crews are getting better and better outside Hollywood right now. And the great tax credits, for example, in Kentucky. So that's, you know, we, we shot the movie there and it was, it was amazing experience with, uh, with the, with the, uh, authorities over there with the Kentucky uh, Film Commission. So it's great. That's what we're going to continue doing, continue to, to do. All right. We're going to learn all about Wildcat in a minute. But Amber, I want you to answer that question because you have a, a great film going on right now, Corsicana. Yes. Um, we actually filmed on the outskirts of Corsicana. And, um, you know, we just we had everything we need there. We can make we've shot so many films in Corsicana. So we made it into downtown London for one, for a Jack the Ripper movie. Um, we, you know, we use the outskirts and the horses and things for Corsicana, for Westerns. We've done horror, we've done everything in Corsicana. A lot of movies have been made there over the last few years. Absolutely. And again, I promise we're going to get to Wildcat in a minute, but I want you to know the, the caliber of the people that I have on the anchor desk right now. Uh, I'm going to show the IMDB for Joe, and I was blown away. You, you've been around this game for a long time. It takes a while to get these films made, to find the financing, find the right partners. But yeah, it's been a long journey, but I have to say these last four or five years have been very fulfilling and to be a part of Terrence Malick's new movie that's coming out, The Way of the Wind, and to have Wildcat in, in the can right now and getting ready to bring that out for next year. It's very exciting. Okay. Wojciech, let's uh, put your, your uh, IMDb up so we can scroll down um, that. My, my IMDb is not that impressive. Of course, the Wildcat is the... Uh 
is the, uh, the you know, the, the big most one. prestigious thing. And House and Three, actually, the two movies, uh, that's how we met with Joe in Poland. We showed it in Poland back in 2005 and six for Lionsgate and uh, 20th Century Fox. And we started working, we've been working together since then. So it's been 20 years almost. Absolutely. And Amber, we're going to put yours up as well. Okay, Amber, uh, talk about your, your background. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's not that impressive either, but um, I've just been in several movies, most of them, they, they were all shot in Texas, so they're all independent films. One of them's not out yet, I don't know why, Undying. That was kind of a fun little film too. But So my biggest was Corsicana. Yeah. So Which, it's out uh, on Amazon, iTunes, everything. And you've got A-list stars in Corsicana. We do. Um, Isaiah Washington is the lead. He's from Grey's Anatomy and P-Valley and The 100. And also it's his directorial debut. He did an amazing job. Outstanding. Okay, uh, now let's get into Wildcat. And I found this article in Variety because you've got some major stars in this film. Um, do you want to take that, Joe? Yeah, you know, it all started with uh, Maya and her passion many, many years ago to want to see Flannery brought to life and to her play a young Flannery O'Connor. And it, it's kind of interesting how this journey took place because I've had these rights for probably 12 years now, have a screenplay based on one of her novels, been trying to get made called The Violent Buried Away, has quite a few of her short stories, which primarily she's written short stories, two novels, 31 short stories. And we have a TV series we're trying to get made on Flannery O'Connor, and then we had this biopic we wanted to do as well, and kind of put that on hold. And then, I don't know, about three years ago, um, we, I was in um, the Roxy Hotel having dinner with my family, and next to us sitting there was Maya Hawke and Uma Thurman, which is uh, Uma's daughter and Ethan Hawke's daughter. And I didn't know at the time that she was looking to find out who had the rights to this material. Wow. And fast forward about a year and a half after that, the, the writer from Texas actually who had adapted one of the uh, books of Flannery's into a screenplay for me, his manager landed a job at the management company where Maya was housed. And at their first staff meeting, he brought up, I have, I represent the writer who just adapted this screenplay for one of Final Connors novels called The Violent Buried Away. And then at that moment, Maya's manager at the time says, wait a minute, we've been trying to figure out who had these rights for years. Who is that? And so that's how we connected. I happened to be at the Poland at the time when this was um, discovered and I had a Zoom call with Maya, the first Zoom. And on that Zoom, Maya just and I connected with the passion for Flannery, the love for Flannery. And she had said to me, would you consider my dad possibly writing this screenplay based on a biopic on Flannery O'Connor. And I'm like, you know, you, let me think about it. Let me step off Zoom for a minute, <laughs> jump up and down, come back. You know what? I'll consider that. And then, and then it's, um, it's about, uh, I forget how much longer after that, I happen to be in, uh, uh, my wife is Polish. I have a home in Poland, in Warsaw. And we were going to Croatia and driving down between Poland and Croatia, Ethan happened to be there shooting Moon Knight for Marvel. And we stopped off and had dinner for about five hours and it was a great time. Got to know him, what a great guy, love for the project. And he eventually asked, hey, can I direct this as well? And that's how it all came together. Wow, and I know everybody here is a believer. This this was a God thing. I mean, there's you sitting in the booth next to, um, you know, Maya, it was no accident. You know, it's, it's interesting. And, and the, the, the basis of this movie of Wildcat is the prayer journal of Flannery O'Connors. And Maya has, I, I gotta tell you, Maya has, gone above and beyond the performances she does in this movie. She has to win awards on this. She was fabulous, fantastic. It's from the heart. It's sincere. And for her father, for Ethan. It was so, it was so 
exciting and so rewarding after all these years of being a steward of Flannery's works to trust them with this material. Okay, we're going to talk much more about that in a minute, but I found a great PBS documentary on Flannery O'Connell. Let's run a little bit now. I think if you, if you look at the American short story, which to me is one of the most remarkable contributions from the United States in the 20th century, if you look at the modern short story, I don't think there's anybody who is more of a master of the form than Flannery O'Connor. I think, I think in the 50 years since her death, I think it's become even more apparent what a master of the form she was. And no matter what your background is in religion of any kind, you're thrown up against that moment of uh, who you are, where you are, why you are. Now, if you don't want to answer that, you can do whatever you want to do. But there is a moment that that has to be dealt with. And I think O'Connor's stories come down to that and deal with that. Her cold, precise, brutal style has the shocking power of a blow between the eyes, a New York Times critic once said of her work. For a young woman known for her reserve and deep religious beliefs, Flannery O'Connor's stories had a surprisingly visceral quality. In two novels and more than some 32 short stories, her unsuspecting characters came face to face with vandals, con men, even an escaped killer. But for O'Connor, these calamities had an even deeper, more mysterious effect, shaking the victim from his own spiritual stupor. Propelled by her wry humor and incomparable sense of irony, O'Connor's tales of crisis and awakening remain vital contributions to American literature. Wow. So, uh, Joe, back to you. Do you feel a lot, of, a lot of pressure when you're telling a story that is this great to do it justice? Tremendous responsibility. And having these rights for so many years, starts and misses or and tr mishaps, trying to get it made, finding the right people that will really do justice to Flannery has been a tremendous responsibility. It's a huge fiduciary responsibility. And in meeting with Ethan and with Maya and them taking that over, I told Ethan right before we got started, I said, you know, Ethan, my job is done. I, we, I, I had to convince Ethan, not convince, but had, it, I suggested we shoot this in Kentucky. He had shot a movie in Virginia, The Good Lord Bird, for Showtime. Sure. And he had never shot in Kentucky. I said, we can put the team together. I think they could really live up to the expectation this film deserves. And found the right team. He came. He saw the locations and said he was in. So we made it there. And right before we started, I said, Ethan, you know, I'm not needing more. Here's the baton. You have it. And it's such a relief to know that it's in great hands. Him and his daughter, Maya, it was, and it's, it was in perfect hand. and to this day looking at it it's just magnificent what they've done with it and wow. honoring flannery well and i applaud you because um there's so many moving pieces in making a great film you can have an all-star cast we can all think of great uh you know potential movies with all these a-listers but the movie flopped for some reason there wasn't the chemistry so amber bringing you back in uh when you were uh, working on corsicana did you have a moment when you just knew you were in the zone everybody was hitting their mark um, we, right when um, Isaiah Washington took over as director, everything kind of fell into place from that minute forward. We had some turmoil before that. We had a different director in the very beginning, and um, it was a good decision to make a change, and it went flawlessly after that. 
and uh, Joe bringing you back again. Did you, was there a moment when you felt like, oh my God, we're we're making magic? You know what it is. I've seen two rough cuts this movie. One in New York a couple of weeks ago with Ethan and some of his friends, and then one recently this weekend. And there's a scene. I don't want to say anything about it right now, but there's a scene that will get people's attention where I actually cried again. Knowing I, so I sat on the day when he's watching it, watching it in New York, watching it recently on my computer, and I still cried. It's very powerful, very moving. Wojciech, did you have this feeling that you were working on a, uh, a an Academy Award uh, deserving no, film? No, of course I can't thank Joe enough. To, you know, being lucky enough to be involved in this project like that. You know, uh, amazing potential, uh, huge award potential. Maybe you know there'll be a lot of noise about this movie. That's for sure when it comes out. Like Flannery's novels, whether it gets awards or not, like she was misunderstood in the beginning when she came out with her books. This will have a long tail. It'll be an evergreen. Right. It's something people will discover and rediscover, <clears throat> rediscover for years to come. So wow. on that bucket list to check off if you've done it, that's one of those films that I can check off if I die tomorrow. I've done it. It's out there. That's amazing. Is uh, is her family still around? Did, did they know that you're honoring her in this way? Oh, yeah. They've been very informed of what's going on. And uh, Louise Floencourt uh, is her last living relative, one of the first women to graduate from Harvard and um, been very supportive. Outstanding. Okay, we only have about two minutes left, so I want to just kind of go down the table and, um, you know, reasons why uh, people need to come support uh, Corsicana and reasons why they need to stay tuned for Wildcat. Amber, you want to start? Um, well, Corsicana is about Bass Reeves, who everybody needs to know about. Um, he was our most successful lawman in United States history. Um, so that's the main reason they need to see Corsicana. Plus, it's a beautiful film. And we got number one best movie for the year for 2022 by Newsmax. Congratulations. That's mm -hmm. a high honor. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Wojciech and then we'll end with Joe. I mean, you're talking about uh, Wildcat right now, right? Yeah, I mean, just this is, you know, this project is uh, just about serving God and, you know, how, how, how Flanner was... Uh, sacrificed her whole life to serving God by writing those stories. It's an amazing film, uh, amazing cast. It, uh, Ethan Hawke is fantastic, so I'm just, it's going to be great. You know? All right, Joe, we'll give you the final word. I'll just kind of mirror a little bit of what Wojtek said. Is it, no matter who we are, what we do with our lives, our talents and our passions, who do we serve in that? Ourselves or somebody greater? And this film is all about, in the, the midst of hardship and struggles, staying the course. And the reward may not be immediate. And I remember um, Louise Plumcourt telling me one time we had lunch that Flannery knew she wasn't writing for this generation. She was writing for generations down the road. So we may not get immediate satisfaction or acknowledgement of what we did, but doing something great while with us. And that's the reason to see this movie, to see something great that can impact you no matter who you are, what you're doing with your life. Outstanding. This has been a great show. I, I sure appreciate all of you for being here. That's it for now. We'll see you next time. Thank you.